Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. It's Millwall to heat it's the sound of your Friday night. This is Love Sport Radio. It is your Millwall fan show with Ashton Millwall. Guten Tag, Nick Hart. Guten Abend, Alan. There you go. It's a, it's a happy night. It's a happy week. <laughs> it is, it's been positive. We, we feel unburdened, boys, don't we? Unburdened. It's, it's the greatest comeback <laughs> ever in football. Since Shawaddy Waddy. Yeah. What, what was Istanbul 2005 <laughs> compared to Forest Midway? Lucas has brought a, a, a tub of, of celebrations in, especially to celebrate that performance at that point. At Forest, oh, he yeah. probably got on free with his pizza. He's just been to, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we've had tweets in about that already. I mean, look, the lights gave up, but Millwall didn't. I mean, we were in the studio watching it, uh, and Paddy outside was going nuts when the goals went in. Great, you know, we, we, we were both absolutely going crackers for it. Good performance, um, question mark still in the team. I still think we gave away two sloppy goals, two soft goals, in my opinion. But let's not dwell on the bad stuff because that was a great fighting mill performance. I thought we looked most coherent we have since opening day. Mm, I've, even even the most diehard Millwall fan gave us no chance, to be honest with you. No, no and I, I've, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to the diehards exactly, but I, I, did, I, I didn't see us getting anything up there. So I've put from zeros to heroes, Lucas, on our notes. It's yeah. From zeros to heroes. I mean, you know, Michael will know. Um, I'm not exactly Shane Ferguson's biggest fan, but I have to say he was he was very good on Wednesday night. Does he oh, have yeah. fans? Does, does Shane have fans? I, I, I think he's gained a lot of support <laughs> after that. He, you know, he added a bit of balance down the left, balance that we have been desperately lacking, and a bit of defensive support for James Meredith, which is probably why he looked like he's had some of his worst games in the Millwall shirt so far this season. I thought Ferguson done very well. Yeah, thought- with, with, with Ferguson, I mean, we've been we've been saying for years now, haven't we? I've even said it to you a few times as well, Nick, that. 
he's just got that potential but when's he going to realise what he can do he's, he's probably the best deliverer of a ball is that the word deliverer Ooh. he can deliver the ball probably the best I'd forgotten we still had him distribution like FedEx he's a forgotten man exactly. isn't he? he was you know he's lurking in the in the uh, in the you know the the, the B sides and, and the rest of it and there he comes he comes out of nowhere like uh, it's like a movie <laughs> It's like a script from Hollywood, and then it comes back. More comebacks than Lazarus. Exactly. I mean, it was all about the. It was all about the the, the fighting spirit, Dan. The fact that I mean, yeah. two 0 Dan, you must have thought, oh, here we go. I was I was disappointed with the opening goal. I thought we gave the the Forest post who scored their goal, uh, Joe Lolly. Joe Lolly. Um, what a name. Joe Lolly. Plays for Millwall. Andrew for Millwall. Left wing. Twenty goals. <laughs> I can't help think of um, you know, um, <laughs> a, 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 an ice cream. Um, but yeah, I thought we gave him far too much space. I mean, I think that's where we're, we're lacking um, Sean Hutchinson, giving him too much time and space on the on the edge of the D. And we've been beaten a few times from that kind of distance this season. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It, 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 it was a good performance. You're right. There's there's just still something missing at the back, isn't there? As Could Amos have done more for the goal? Could he have got his hands well, to it? Could he have done better? I think it's really strange with Amos because he's he's conceded a goal at least a goal every game he's played so far. Mm. But I don't really think he can really be blamed too much for many of the goals. In two or three of those games, he's been our best player still. Like I think against Sheffield United, he was probably the best player, and um, he did quite well against Fulham. Yeah, right, still mm-hmm. made some great saves. I, I, I'm just conscious that he's getting beaten from distance. I, I wouldn't put that one on his account particularly. I think it's allowing a player that quality time and space to take a shot, and someone should have made that that gap. Someone should have got themselves in, in on that one. But mm. that's being churlish. I think at this level as well, when when you like just front on what you're saying, and if you if you allow even ten yards between your back line and your midfield, you're in trouble. You get hurt. Yeah. We've been hurt too many times this season. That said, um, we we dominated. We hit the woodwork, didn't we? And, and before, yeah. before the first That's goal, right. we hit the, hit the crossbar. Yeah, after about five minutes, Gregory on it with a header. Yeah, um, and we went close a couple of times from memory. Um, and I think that that's that was really wonderful to see because we're getting the ball out wide and quality deliveries into the middle. What was the front pairing? Was it Tom Elliott and and Lee Gregory? Uh, Elliot up front and, and Greg, yeah. Um, I like Tom Elliot. I, th- I thought he did well. Mm. I thought he played very well. Mm. Um, he's, he's another one who's now actually starting to show. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's now the answer to Millwall's barren goal scoring last season or anything like that, but he's, he's starting to show those glimmers. And as, as, yeah. you, as you said on the show a couple of weeks ago, Nick, when you said that, you know, if you get the right service into him, yeah. He, you might see what he can actually do and how dangerous has he looked when he's been coming on with, with know, some of those crosses. The ball's out wide, it's coming in from a different angle, it's not just lumped forwards, like the, the kind of Steve Morrison diagonal that we see week in, week out. It is predictable, but if we can get the ball down the wings and crossing in from the sides, a player like Tom Elliott will, will, will cause damage. I mean, he's, he's, he's proven it. He's, I know it's League One, but for Wimbledon he's scored mm. goals, so give him the service and he will deliver to, and I, I like the look of him on, on uh, Wednesday to be honest I, th- I think Wimbledon would snap your hand off to have Tom Elliott back I'm sure they would uh, yeah. you know at league one level because he, he knows what he's doing but you know he, he's a savvy customer he's not he, he's not a donut let's put it that no, way no, no, he's not no, someone no. who's going to go and sky chances there may be comfy <laughs> and far between but you know, fingers crossed, we, we might be able to see a half-decent partnership for me. Yeah. I, I like the fact he's, I mean, he's a big boy, he's a, he's, mm. he's a unit, and he's starting to use that physique um, properly, and, you know, he's hard to handle when he when he plays plays mm. to his strengths. I think his starting record's about seven goals in 17, so his record when he starts is actually pretty good. Yeah, and he scored goals, you know, and I think that we, we, we have to start to think the post-Morrison era is going to be coming soon. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he can't keep on going like he did last season. We can't ask that of him. So, you know, at the moment, unless we sign some, you know, wonder kid from somewhere, and then January, this yeah. is going to be Tom Elliott, isn't it? Well, uh, 
Morrison's contract's up in January, would would yeah. you renew it? Uh, not up in January, up at the end of the season, would you renew it? Me? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would do for his presence in mm. the team. It's a bit like a Cahill um, yeah. scenario, isn't it? You know, um, for me, Morrison is, is a great Millwall name, and he doesn't tolerate second best. You won't get him starting so often as we've been used to, but... He, for me, his presence in the side yeah. is, is crucial. But also, as well, we, like you say about giving Morrison another year, I do think it's vital because when when we are struggling, if you look at Morrison or Gregory comes off, mm. and yes, Elliot's been playing well recently, but you know, the start of the season, end of last season, when he was coming on, everyone was be like, oh, leap light. We yeah. haven't got a like for like. No. At least if we started Elliot, who's in some form. Bradshaw, when he finally gets a sniff, Lee Gregory, and then if it's not working, we've got someone to bring on of the calibre of Steve Morrison, yeah. that will fill us with a bit more confidence. You could see Morrison as like a last 20 minutes exactly, kind of player. Yeah. Like, like Neil Harris was before he left. Yeah, exactly. yeah I mean, Harris yeah. moved into that towards mm. the end of his career, so very much so, yeah, I'd, I'd renew it for another. I, the, the club only have a policy giving one-year contracts over the age of 30, so, um, you know, I'd only get a one-year contract myself, would I often, but I'd certainly give him a year. Oh, not sure about that, maybe, maybe a bit longer. <laughs> um... Bradshaw's a good Yeah, Bradshaw, call, Bradshaw's a talking point. I mean, I think we need to pause because we've got a guest joining us. Do we? At ten past nine. Well, okay. you've written the... Uh, you've written the we do. Yeah, well, yes, we do. I've yeah, forgotten. You know. <laughs> Either that or I'm clairvoyant, pal. Uh, we've got a guest joining us after ten past nine this afternoon or this evening, but we're going to be talking about Tom Bradshaw a little bit later on. It's Love Sport Radio. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. Yeah, delighted to welcome Mickey Simpson onto the show. Evening, Mickey. Good evening, Aaron. How are you doing? You yeah, all right? very well, thanks, Pam. I'm here with the chaps. We've got the full cohort in tonight. We're missing <laughs> Harry, though. Harry, Harry's not in the building. Um, he, he's probably listening for He's on the production line. He's on the production line. I don't know what he's assembling the pre-Brexit Fords. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pre-Brexit Fords. Just like, put it, just like, just write, inscribe an MFC into some part Post, of the Post-Brexit, it'll be on the security gate outside <laughs> the like, abandoned premises. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be quite good if he does, doesn't it? Yeah. If he inscribes MFC on every <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling he probably does. In fact, I don't want to get him in trouble. But you know those motor cars he's been doing? They're all Millwall written underneath him. I'm, I'm dissing a highly skilled member of our, our, our manufacturing industry there. So there I shouldn't you go. that, should I? There you go. Yeah, I'm joined by Nick. Uh, I've got uh, I've got Lucas and I've got Mike with me as well. We're, we're looking back at the uh, at the Forest game. But we're also looking ahead to uh, a fight at the Copper Box, pal. Tell us more. Yeah, Ted, um, Ted Cheeseman's taken on the British uh, title for the Super Weather. I think it's a Super Weatherweight, Super Weatherweight um, title, mm. which is vacant. I think in a minute, man. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's one of the other Millwall boys, one of the Millwall fans who, uh, who have a, a few fights, and they're half decent at it. So, um, so yeah. He's, uh, but the best thing is for him this time is that he's kindly donating uh, all his commission from the ticket money. And as you know, in the amateur war, the, as they go into pro. That's where they make their money, um, and he's donating it to Charlie Wynn. So uh, Charlie Wynn's a boxer who got um, hurt training for a fight, and he's uh, been in hospital since March. And uh, we're trying to raise as much money as we can, just obviously, so him and his family can get by. We did a charity walk for him, Mick, didn't we? Last last Saturday, we walked eleven yeah, long we miles from 
what was billed as Bromley to the den and turned out to be Farnborough near Alpington to the den. 11, 11 miles. How's your feet now, mate? Mine are just about yeah, no, they're all right. Yeah. My calves are still a bit tight. I think I won't be running from anyone for a while. But yeah, they're. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was it was a great day. I did lovely. It's lovely. Um, actually, there was about what forty, fifty of us in total. I think when we set off, and then some of the. The boxers couldn't do the whole lot, but no, it was good. It was yeah, a, we, it was I mean, good I was speaking journey. to um, Johnny Garton, who's a, a contender for the British welterweight title, I, I think yeah. he said, um, and he walked part of the distance with us. He couldn't walk the whole 11 miles because he's training for the fight, so that was, that, you know, that that's um, not not good for him for a, with a, a major title fight that that close. Um, all kind of colleagues of Charlie's at the iBox gym in in Farnborough. And it was a wonderful event, Mick. You, you, you know, you were carrying the buckets, mate, and that bucket weighed a ton. I, I picked it up. Yeah, I didn't adjust. Yeah. yeah, no, the buckets carried it. I mean, it, we've, we've carried most of it all up, and we're just waiting on a few bits and pieces. But it looks like just on the walk alone with the collection, mm. um, we raised well over two grand. So you know, we That's raised incredible. You know, absolutely two and a half grand. One, one bloke pulled yeah. up in a car and gave you a cheque, didn't he? He, put, he wrote, wrote a cheque out. <laughs> I don't know. He writes checks out anymore, but he did. He wrote a cheque out. Did he have a cheque guarantee card? Through, through the car no, window. He gave me his business card, and he said, any problems, just call me, and I'll sort it out. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, thanks very much. But, no, I mean, on the Thanksgiving pages, people will put two, three hundred quids in, and you're thinking, crikey, you know, it just means really a Charlie again was a... An up-and-coming fighter, just getting into his pro scene. Couple of fights within the pro scene, yeah. and obviously something went wrong. Um, and he's obviously got a bit of a brain injury at the minute, but you know, bleed on the brain he had. So uh, yeah, it's a tough sport. It's, it's, I, I think it's the toughest sport of the lot, personally. I think that you put yourself, well, you literally do put your your, your life on the line in when you get into the ring. So you know, some people have um, what should we call it? Ethical arguments against boxing, don't they? Mm. But Speaking to the chaps as we were walking along there, Mick, I, 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 I really have a deep respect for them because they know the risks when they get into that ring and when they're training. I mean, they, they understand what they're doing and they, they, they take it on nevertheless. It's quite, quite impressive. No, I fully agree. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I mean, Johnny Garn's a lovely fella as well, you know. I mean, he's, uh, and Bradley, what was there as well, he's another Bradley, yeah. uh, British right. champion. Yeah. Skeet, yeah. You know, they're all, yeah. they're all good. Um, they're all nice, good fellas. I mean, you know, um, Teddy Chick or the Big Cheese as he's known is um is another, you know, they're they're all genuine lads, so um and good luck to him. It's nice to have quite a few Millwall fans as such or or associations to Millwall um boxing so, um, so at a, a nice competitive level. So Ted's gonna be at the den tomorrow selling tickets. Would, where would he be, mate? Yeah, he's gonna, gonna be at Zampa? He's gonna be at Zampa. He'll be at Zampa Gate where obviously the fans in itself, but because yeah. um uh, obviously, in case it rains, which is forecast, then he'll probably be standing with Aisha, who's doing, obviously, the, um, the cake sale for the Macmillan Coffee Morning. That's over by the so Blue Bus be, in the car park. Yeah, so, so he'll either be at Zamba Gates or over at the Blue Bus, so yeah. Excellent, and that's a fight at a couple of box. Um, yep. On the twenty, on the 20th, I think it is. 20th of October. It's um, a week before, week before Johnny Garns. And profits, some of the profits will benefit Charlie Wynn, who's injured, and I don't think he'll be boxing again. I think um, the, the, the main no, effort no, is to get him back on his feet and um, yeah, out of hospital, so mm. that's that's his main priority. So good luck to, to, to Ted Cheeseman, and um, thoughts with Charlie. I met some of his family last week, and they're lovely people. Are oh, you? Yeah, okay. yeah, no, his dad's invited me out to come and see him um, this week coming, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that up. I haven't seen him for ages, and... Uh, yeah, it'd be good to see him because uh, when I'd done the marathon, he was um, he was my motivational teacher through through the marathon with yeah. um, miles and miles of abusive texts. So uh, yeah, 
<laughs> and before you go, I just want to mention you've got a podcast out yourself, mate. You're trying to cut into my business, mate. And um, <coughs> you've got an 1885 podcast about, um, well, yeah, it's, it's, about it's, it's Black Mill fans and players. Yeah, well, it's, um, uh, there's a guy, Quince, who's yeah. on Twitter as Black Millwall fan, yeah. and he's got um, a, a show coming, or a video as such, to um, show coming out. Um, it's being shown at um, some cinemas and some other showings yeah. um, about the history of Millwall fans, uh, Black Millwall fans, and, and, and Effie. Um, Millwall fans and mm. black players and stuff over the years and since the seventies and so on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was only meant to be a ten-minute preview podcast for him advertising his film, but we got into it for about an hour, going ins and outs of everything, and I think we're going to go into it a bit more detail because we both agree that this tag what Millwall fans have got for being racist is so far from the truth. But you know, I'm not saying that there there isn't certain fans out there, but it doesn't in any way go across the board. And the majority of fans um will not stand for it. And and recently on social media and stuff when people accuse us there we come out fighting um in a you know in a half sensible way and, and just really argue the case because you know, me and you and Michael and Lucas there we wouldn't think that Mill is a racist club in any shape or form. Um, I always say, that, if you, if you, you put 10,000 people together, you're going to get all sorts of people in that 10,000. But you are, it's yeah. not the full story. And I think sometimes no. we, we, you know, we all, we all play to a stereotype a little bit at Millwall. Um, but that's not the full story. And there, there's more to it than, than, than just the, the surface. Yes, yeah, no, So the podcast should be out. This podcast should be out. Um, early part of next week, just got a few bits to finish editing, but Fantastic. it's pretty much the way I do them is, is go out live as such. But no, I think it'll be good. It's a, it's a new show. I'm not going to hit onto your way. It's going to be completely different, more fan take and stuff like that. Steady it's like, so, Mickey, just, just give me an email in the week, pal, and we'll sort something out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Just don't tell Nick. Yeah? <laughs> oh, Lucas, is, Lucas is part of my new team, and so is Michael, to be fair. <laughs> they're, they're amongst us here, they're around us. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That's Fantastic, Mick. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you, Mick. Um, really good to have you on. Just on a side note of that, you know, the whole Millwall racist thing. I always get a funny look, you know, when, when my pals... You get a funny look? No, 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 when, when my pals... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll be sitting down on Saturday evening in the pub with my pals, and they go, oh, where'd you go tonight? I go, I went Millwall, and they're like, what? And, you know, obviously... The, 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 the listeners didn't see the eye movement. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it was, it was an eye roll. Like, like, everyone roll. would just stop, and they'll go, you, you went to Millwall, but, yeah. Well, it was a lot. I was like, yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, no, but don't they have art? Nah, mate, it's fine. I said, I'll walk through the carpet. It's all, it's all good. You know, I, I it's, quite um, enjoy it. I, it's a complicated issue. Um, it's a society issue. It's it's deeper than just Millwall. I think we are a cartoon that people often want to be like the panto villains, you know, and, and we play to it, to be absolutely honest. But on the racist issue, um, I can remember the 1970s. I remember seeing our first black players. I am that old, and you know it's it, black fans. Um, fans of kind of always been part of the mill scene, and you know I go back to the to the early seventies. That's 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 the truth of it. Yes, there is always an element, but I, I'd say you can find them anywhere. You can go to Chelsea, you can go to West Ham, you can find them. Any, you know, Liverpool, Manchester United, any single One of our most famous fans, Ian Wright. Well, there we are. Yeah, there there we, we are. are. Loves Millwall, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, to well, he, well, he, he puts on the telly. He does. I was, I was listening <laughs> to a, I was listening to a podcast with Denzel, of course, who's been on this show as well. Denzel, and yeah. you know, Denzel's talking about like how much, like, how much like love he got from Millwall fans, you know, and he was really worried, but he got so much love. 
Denzel's a certain type of bloke. He's he's got presence. He's mm-hmm. a big boy. He's he's not going to take any any nonsense off of anyone. I'm thinking back to the 80s. John Fashion, who Wimbledon player after us, but I mean there was a man highly respected at the den. I saw I saw him come back with Wimbledon. He was getting booed, not because of his colour of his skin, because he was John Fashion, an ex-Mill player, and he single-handedly stood in front of the cold blood and got him to applaud him, so, you know, in a, in a Wimbledon shirt. So he carried respect. There's, there's loads of players I could name off the top of my head where the, uh, Jimmy Addu, there's, you know, Jimmy how many Adu, times Danny was he Shiru. player of the year? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that as some mm. kind of, um, you know, uh, what's it called, value, uh, virtue signalling or something like that. Mm. It's just the fact he was, he was a highly well thought of player and still would be if he came back. Mm. It's never as straightforward as people want it to be at Mill. Yep, never is. Uh, at the Amex on the Friday night football, Brighton 1, West Ham United nil 65. That's straightforward, I like that. <laughs> what do you mean? One nil down, they? Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was expecting you to go boo when I mentioned <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my heart bleeds. Brighton won West Ham United nil. 65 minutes gone, mate. My heart was certainly bleeding in East London on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that for free. Let's go for a pause. Because it's Friday night, Nick, we've decided to bring in the tracks. You've know. gone Euro Disco on me, haven't you? You're bringing in like the Giorgio Moroder Disco it, is beats. That, is that Euro Disco? I thought that's more your sort of late 80s, early 90s kind of that's stuff, this you know. Like this me. is a bit Ministry of Sand. Remember they brought <laughs> the Electric 80s anthems <laughs> over Christmas? Electric 80s. This is the one just sound. after the Human League, isn't it? <laughs> you can tell we've got a point midweek. We're all happy and everyone's laughing and bubbling, talking about Euro Disco. <laughs> I'll tell you what, one man who's not going to be too happy is someone who's coming in on, on a big fee in Millwall terms and, um, you know, hasn't quite, you know, featured Tom Bradshaw. Yeah, strange Let's talk story. About him. Strange story there, isn't it? I mean, a million pounds is big money by our standards. Mm. And that's a million pounds worth of someone sitting on the bench. What do we make of that? I think part of it's probably still, you know, he's, he's match fit because he was playing for Barnsley at the start of the season, so you can't have that argument didn't, in there. Didn't he make an international squad as well? Or, or no, he, he? he didn't make the Wales squad, which actually helped us out because it meant he was with us over the international break mm. just after he signed. But, you know, it's a bit, bit weird just to have him sitting on the bench when he is a much more clinical finisher than Lee Gregory, to be honest. Well, there's, there's, there's the thing. I mean, he's a straight swap for me, a straight swap for Lee Gregory. I mean, if Gregory's not performing, then Bradshaw comes in in the Lee Gregory position. Um, Lee Gregory um, not finishing, perhaps. I mean, I'll I'll take that point, but the work rate that Lee puts in Mm. is in many ways worth a goal you know he, he does not stop and oh, yeah. I don't think he's droppable at the moment you wouldn't drop Lee Gregory so that means that Bradshaw can't look at the other the other striking position that's going to be between Elliot and, and Morrison and after Elliot's account on the, on Wednesday that he, he could well expect to start he should expect to start tomorrow so that means Bradshaw's back on the bench again. What about what about the other players that came in? Because there was four changes um, on Wednesday evening. Murray Wallace, Tom Elliott, Yuri Scalic, and Shane Ferguson coming in. Webster, Morrison, O'Brien, and obviously Jeb Wallace suspended. Who yep. retains their place? I think all of them have got to, haven't they? Yeah. Do you go when, same again? You, 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 well, from, yeah. yeah from, from the positive, from the positivity. It's tricky for me to say. Um, from that last game, you know, against Forest, and you know. 
as we were saying, showing the leadership that has, has been lacking in recent weeks of being able to pick yourself up from, from conceding goals and conceding soft goals from distance, yeah, etc. Yeah. You can't you can't change this side. I mean it's not it's not a winning side by any means, obviously, but they put in a good enough performance that you can't drop them. The only question mark I'd say and I agree, I think I would start the same side, but Scalak and Wallace is the only one where I say there's a choice to be made. Um, I like Scalak. Um, he reminds me of an old player, Christoph Kinner. You'll remember him. Yeah. He's, he, it was when he was good, he was very good. And when he was bad, he was horrid. You know. Yeah. And Scalak just gives me that sense of um, a player that maybe needs to find some consistency. He hasn't had a run yet. So that's the only choice. Um, but then Jed's not been in form, has he? For, for me, the only choice is Murray Wallace and Byron Webster. But um, I think Scalak keeps his place. You've got to give him a chance to get some form together now. For me, Murray Wallace still got turned a few times too easily. Yes, he did. And yeah. it is still a worry having that left-footed centre-back at right centre-half. He does look uncomfortable still. How long till Sean Hutchinson is healed and has come back from the uh, you know, Lazarus's um, <laughs> Probably couch or whatever he's on? I think we're looking October, at least yeah. a week or two after the international break. Is it? So a couple of more weeks of this. So Possibly Ipswich at home he could be back for. Has this international break come at a good time for Millwall? No. Well, Depend, you, depends what the result is on Saturday, really. I would have said it? so last Saturday. I would have said, yeah, I'd have it now, you know. But now, after that, that performance on Wednesday, no, we want to keep it going. So, tomorrow's a massive game. If we can get a good win tomorrow, or a win, let's, let's just settle for that, then the season starts, doesn't it? We're in that kind of kickstart. And people have been talking about Leeds away last season that kickstarted a great run. I think tomorrow's got the potential to kickstart the season. Yeah, and then what the games after the international break? I know we've got Wigan at home and Ipswich at home are the two home games. I think we've got Reading, away, Reading away soon, have we? Is that, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably that's in between. between. Reading away. I mean, that's a, that's going to be a, a huge game, given that they're also in the, in the mire with us at the moment, and um, we've got to go to um, the Majeski Stadium expecting to win. So, you know, come off a win against Villa, and then that's 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 a real prospect. And, and then, of course, we've got the Ashton Mill pre-Christmas Christmas party. Absolutely. Uh, if anyone wants to get involved, they're going Reading away. Do let us know. <laughs> oh, Aaron, you don't know what you just said, then. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll just it all light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> that's 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 we're there, we're there. The calls, are, the calls are coming in. <laughs> we're, 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 go, we're going for a curry. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Millwall fans on a tour of West London's best curry houses. <laughs> West London's best hotspots, the most authentic Punjabi curry houses. <laughs> Sounds good, mate. So, no, if you fancy, make sure I can go. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you going, Lucas? I'm going to try and work it out. Lucas is on it. <laughs> Sam probably on it. Danielle, Danielle will be. Danielle, yeah. be about. You'll be about Mickey. Oh, why not? Try and keep Harry away from the from a, a curry house, mate. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, some big fixtures, some big situations, and you know that season can can rise quite quickly from here. Mm. I think this is this. I know, obviously, Villa are, are on paper. Good side, got some good signings, managing to get um, Balassian on loan. Um, what what yeah, signings? Tammy Abraham as well. Tammy Abraham as well, some great players. And now they've got the whole banana skin of, but they're playing under the caretakers, so and now they've got to perform for the new guy well, coming in. Kevin McDonald said be, he expects a new manager to be appointed by the game. By the time really? They're kind of fine, aren't they? Yeah, but the way football is, Aaron, these days, is they always have people lined up before they sack people anyway. Thierry Henry, uh, Dwight Dwight York. Dwight York's 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 uh, applied for it, isn't he? I think anyone's got a chance, haven't they? Anyone fancy Brendan Rodgers are both in the ring. (laughs) It would be a great option. It would be a great gig for Moyes, you know that? I really think it would be a really good gig for Moyes. Moyes. 
Possibly, possibly. Why not? You can take Marilyn Fellaini off her hands. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video of them all on the railway station at Watford Junction? Yeah. What, what oh, is, what's sh- going on yeah. there? Well, it's not. It's a Millwall show. But well, they, they all. They all. That's, that's Manchester they United. From. That's not, where they go from. Not, not Wickham Wanderers. <laughs> no, but they all go from. They always go from Watford Junction. Do they? Yeah, instead of Euston. Uh, on their reserve section of the platform, obviously. <coughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> no peasants allowed. Um, I love the headline from the South London Press on the back page. Uh, Rich Corley with more like lines. Harris, Harris's delight at last gas level. We're going to be previewing the Villa fixture uh, with Tony Morley. Lex. Wow! Cannot Tony wait Morley. to wow. speak to Tony Morley. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Do stick around with us. It's Love Sport. The opposition view on Love Sport. It, well, it's time for the opposition view on Love Sport Radio. Joining me now, European Cup winner Tony Morley, former Villa man. Uh, Tony, Nick has been absolutely quivering with excitement. I've never spoken to a European Cup winner, Tony, so it's, it's a real <laughs> one to talk to you, mate. Thank you Even though you're Aston Villa player. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, boys. Anyhow, you okay? Yeah, very, very well. Thanks. I mean, what what are your thoughts? You know, following a, a turbulent week at Aston Villa. Well. I d- Unfortunately, that's been like that after the last five years. You know, it's just been it's been a crazy five years. You know, uh, but saying that, you know, that's just, you know, I like Stevie Bruce. I think maybe a bit too early. I know the the, uh, the crowd have been on to him, but what you must realise that last minute, if if Whelan had converted the penalty, Villa go to fifth in the league. Uh, so that that's how crazy football is. You know, it, it is a, a result-driven business, and I think the, the crowd have been been again on to him. I've been I was at the game the other night and. It was a crazy game. The first half, it could have been four nil. Second half, he had somebody sent off, and everyone against him. But like I say, if the penalty was converted, the fifth in the league. So it's, it just shows you what what a what a, a strange league this this championship is. The amazing thing is, uh, Tony. You know, it seemed like although maybe the crowd were getting on his back, the players were fully with him because there's been an outpouring of of messages from you know Aston Villa players on social media thanking Steve Bruce. I mean, Jack Grealish just said that he's the best coach he ever worked with. So you know, it's, yeah, I it's mean, a really I, weird I think one. Bruce is the old brigade. I think he's one of the lads. I think he's you know he's uh, obviously I, I, I don't think McCormack likes him because McCormack's playing on the other side of the world, any so something's gone on be, behind the lines. But there's been so much uh, unrest. But I you know I I think the lads would like the, the lads. Who was picking or in the team? I think he's one of the old brigade, and I think you know he, he, he you know he's he's well liked person. He's a nice person. You know, he's nice, he's nice to speech. He's not aloof, like you know. But unfortunately, football is a result-driven business, and uh, the results haven't been going going his way. Quite a few results aren't going. To, but saying that, you know, like you said, that last-minute penalty, they could they could have been fifth. They could have been sitting fifth in the league today. Uh, tonight, you know what I mean? As it is, is. Uh, that he's lost his job, which you, you know, it just shows you, you know, what what an art profession it can be. This uh, uh, this uh, football management. You say the um, yeah, obviously it's a results-driven business football, um, as everyone knows. Um, but looking at a lot what a lot of the Villa fans were saying and commenting on, they just for the players they had, it just wasn't really gelling. I mean, Grish oh, was obviously the shining light. Like, what what, I, I, what was the problem? Do you think? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, listen, if, if, if I knew the problem, I'd, I'd be in the hot seat there. I mean, uh, you know, they've probably got what, one of the strongest uh, teams in, 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 in uh, strongest squad in, in that league. But it's for some reason, I keep in these players, they say they find it hard to play at Aston Villa Football Club. My God, it's a pleasure to play at Aston Villa Football Club. You've got a fantastic stadium, fantastic fan base. To go out there, it's, you know, there's not many grounds in the country that, you know, got as, as, as good as that. And I just find it's hard when I hear these people say, no, we, but there's pressures on us there. It should be a pleasure to go out there and play. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You, you, like, like last year or the year before, they bought the two most uh, prolific strikers in the championship. They bought uh, 
McCormack uh, from, uh, uh, I think, I don't know where he's from, Reading or something. They bought two and they played with the other fellow, Hogan. And they just have knitted off, you know. So he, he has bought players that were proven at other clubs in that in, in that league. But, and they've come to Villa and they, they just haven't produced. Now, whether or not that's a, uh, somebody on the training ground or maybe the, the manager's tactics, I don't know at all. Which I think is a load of rubbish. Where they're saying they find it precious too much to play there, and I don't, I don't find that at all. The bigger the clubs you play for, it, I think the less pressure you're on. You've got to perform, but it's a pleasure to play at these these type of clubs. It's a big club, Tony, and I suppose big expectations come with big clubs. Leeds have, have yeah. suffered with this for many years. Aston Villa. Yeah would see themselves as rightfully a Premier League side with, with their record. Um, some of the names that are being touted for replacement for Steve Bruce are big names. Thierry Henry, I don't know if you've seen any of the, any of the contenders. I've seen them all, mate. But, I mean, the thing is, it's a tricky situation, this. I think the people have bought the villa. You know, I, I, I honestly believe that this decision was made before the, uh, 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 Tuesday's game. Mm. I think these people, I don't think they're very, very successful. They're very wealthy people. I don't think they're going to rush in. Listen, let, let's be honest. Uh, if, if you're going to lose money, buy a football club. Uh, <laughs> you know, the only way you're going to, where you're going to make money at a football club, you're in the Premier League or, and you, you qualify for Europe. I don't think these people have bought Aston Villa for the, for the prestige of buying Aston Villa football club. I think mainly the businessmen, and they, I think they can take Villa to a, a, another step where they were maybe a few years ago. So I, 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 I think this decision was probably a decision was made about the manager maybe uh, a while ago, and this has just sort of pushed it on. You know, Villa have had too many managers in the last five years. They must have had more managing coaches in the last five years than any other club in the football league. I'd love to know what the compensation bill has been for all them because you, you're probably running maybe twenty million pound, which is just absolutely ridiculous, really. I mean, Steve Bruce, old school English manager in in style yeah. and, and approach. Um, I would think, in, in terms of a, of a dramatic change, would you go foreign, Tony, or would you would you go for another glamour name? Would you go for the Thierrys or the uh, well, Dwight York? I'm looking at on on the BBC. Yeah. Well, well, you know, they've had some foreign players uh, managers, haven't they? Mm. It hasn't worked out. You know what I mean? I mean, the two that sticks in my mind is uh, is a. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, now would, 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 he, would he leave Celtic? Oh, well, it's, it's a big chance, but does he want to prove himself back down in, in, the, in the English game? I think Villa would be a great opportunity for him to prove because I think he's a fantastic manager, you know. And the other fellow is, is, is the manager at, uh, at Brentford, uh, uh, Dean Saunders. And, uh, yeah. Dean, Dean, what's his Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Dean, he's a lovely man, he plays great football, but he's, he's been touted. I know he's a Villa supporter, he's round, and I do know him, and I do know his family, and I know he's a great bloke, but... Uh, whether not somebody will they'll take a risk on that, I, I don't know. I'd love to see Dean because I think he, he's, he's hard in the villa. But I think Rogers, to me, I think that's the one that sticks in my mind. I think he's still got a lot to prove in the, down here, even though he shouldn't have to. But he's done a great job at Celtic. But, I mean, you know, mm. if it's Celtic or Rangers, you know, that you, you, it's going to be fairly easy up there. I don't, I, that's no disrespect to him. But, you know, has he still got that bit of heart? Maybe I'm going to go down to him. I think Villa could be a fantastic opportunity for him if he, if he, get, if he gets it right. You know what I mean? To, you know, to make it, to get back on the, in, in, in the big time, would you say, with, as a manager? You know, stop saying that he's in the big time with Celtic. But you know what I mean? He's, he's probably got to be in his bonnet about what happened to him in England. And he, he might want to come back and, and prove a few people wrong. Tony, who are the key men that Mill will need to look out for in, uh, in the lineup tomorrow? Sorry, mate. There's a bit bad. Who's the key men? For, uh, who, the, who the key men for Villa that Mill will need to be looking out for? Uh, all of them, mate. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, I, I think the, the, the fella Tommy Abrams is, is a decent player. I mean, he, I think he's going to score your goals. I think what they've got now, Villa, they've got a caretaker manager in uh, <laughs> who's uh, who's taking over. He, he will not any fools here. He, he will be verbaling on the, on on uh, on the side there, uh, Kermit Dunn. No question about it. So if anybody's slacking tomorrow. He'll be right in there here. 
and maybe that's what one of what one or two of them uh, need. You know, so, uh, one or two were were, were the heads down. I watched them the other night, and when they went one down against uh, when Preston drew level, all the heads dropped. There was nobody on there giving everybody a right going over, and you need that on your side. Believe me, if that happens tomorrow, the manager, the caretaker manager, will absolutely be going at them. So they've got to be on the toes tomorrow, and they're fighting for the place again because, like you said, there could be a, a new manager watching tomorrow. So you know, the, you know. They've got to start. They're, 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 a lot of them are under, uh, underachieving, and they've got to start looking at themselves now. Don't look at the manager. They've got to look, look at themselves and look up. Am I doing enough for this jersey? And I don't think one or two of them are really. So, what do you come? What do you think the score will be tomorrow? Uh, I'd like to say Villa win, but I think it's a tough place to go. Millwall. Millwall is one of those grounds you don't like to go, especially when there's a bit of been a, a bit of problem at your club. If Villa can weigh their point tomorrow, I'll be, I'll be more than happy. If they come away with uh, the three, I'll be absolutely uh, delighted. But let's be honest, Millwall won't feel anything for Villa. <laughs> They'll want to turn them over. And it's, they, they're still one of the, the, big, the big names in that league. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough one. If Villa get a point tomorrow, I'll be more than happy. T- Tony, any memories for, very quickly of playing at the, uh, the old den? No, yeah, yeah, I love to because I played out, out wide. There, uh, I couldn't wait to get off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'm one. Of, I, I still have great memories of the old Derby ground and these type of places. These, are, this is what English football was all about, you know. These got some fantastic stadiums now. Don't get me wrong, but when you're playing a place at Millwall on a, on a wet Wednesday night and, the, and you're getting a bit of stick, when you retire, you look at them situations, you think, look, I've played at Wembley a few times, but I, I remember playing at Derby and Millwall probably more more than Wembley, like you know what I mean? Because it's part of the English uh, culture, them them, them, uh, them type all grounds and you miss that well I miss it anyhow like you know what I mean yeah brilliant stuff Tony thank you very much for joining us we do appreciate it former European Cup winner uh, Tony Morley there giving us the opposition view ahead of the big tie this weekend Millwall entertaining Aston Villa at the Den The Fans Show with seven best Mother's Day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Bets.com. Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com. Love Sports official bookmaker.
<laughs> the best thing is I all I heard was Mike going live and then bang Nick going for a cough it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic I think that bant is stuck in his throat my, my milky way's gone down the wrong hole <laughs> <laughs> just as the stone roses were grooving man big tune isn't it yeah. big 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 tune can I just say that Brighton and Herb Abin have had the ball in the net but it's been ruled out for offside but it's still Brighton and Herb Abin won West Ham United <coughs> 18 and a half, 89 and a half minutes on the clock at the Amex Stadium but this weekend uh, the autumn racing weekend and Ascot Beer Festival returns to Ascot Racecourse on Saturday and Sunday the event offers a high quality race card and a cho- choice of almost 200 real ales and ciders held in association with Campaign for Real Ale if we get if we get another draw with air horse racing is the most tedious thing to go to have you been to horse racing Oh, you have to get you have to get off your off your, your brain to uh, to endure it. You know? Anyway, and for the first time, <laughs> that's why I got some beers. We're going to go to, go to the beer festival, festival uh, to showcase more than eighty boutique gins from around the world. Sorry, sponsors. <laughs> so sorry, camera. To visit www.ascot.co.uk to find out more. That's this weekend at Ascot for great racing and great beer. Um, the funny thing is, is at the end of the last show, we, we've got you know a voice actor that is is on the uh, on the show, mm. uh, Jonathan Kidd, and I said to said to Paddy, should we, should we get him to, to do it with like classical music? It's like, Paddy's like, nah, come on, it's a, it's a sponsor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we've just said him. It's been great working with you. I think that's probably the end of Ashton Mill. <laughs> 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 Eighty-five taking over. That's right. <laughs> next week, eighty-five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for that. Luckily, we had another earlier take, so we'll be passing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear! Whew, well, there we are. Yeah, that's uh, that's how we do things. <laughs> <laughs> more Five minutes of added time allocated at the Amex Stadium tonight. Um, Harry has tweeted in forty-two minutes ago. Sorry, Harry, I ain't been reading that. That love sport. Do they? Th- do the boys? Do they boys think three points tomorrow? <laughs> it's been a long shift. And Harry. Fergie has paid. What do they boys think three points tomorrow? And Fergie has played himself back in CBL magazine. At Michael Avery. Uh, that, re- uh, that reads in like a West Country actually. Do they boys? Do they boys? <laughs> yeah, do they boys think Fergie's got a place on the wing? <laughs> well, so they talk on the other side of Dartford Tunnel, isn't it? <laughs> I do. I do think Fergie's got a start tomorrow, Harry. Um, I think he did enough on on Wednesday night, and you know, all joking aside, he's come back from uh, the, the, the twilight zone of the reserves and then the forgotten man and all that. And he did a performance. Nearly. I mean, he stiffened up the, the defensive side. You said that, Lucas. Nearly scored as well, didn't he? Nearly it? scored. Tell him I made a good save to deny him. Crossing was better quality, so, and yeah. He, and he got into the game. In, yeah. the, in the past, Ferguson, he's always sort of waited by that by the sort of touchline, waiting for the ball to come to him and waiting for someone to get him into the game. But he actually seemed to be wanting to get the ball and yeah. actually get involved, which was yeah. good to see. I think the criticism's always been that he's not been brave enough, but he, he looked a bit... He, he looked more willing to... Uh, have tackles put in on him and maybe get hurt mm. for it and um, for the cause on Wednesday. Well, that's the thing because there's been a lot of talking. I mean, we you know we've gone as, as is our way. I mean, last Saturday if you got us last week, we'd have been in the depths of depression after getting beat three two by Sheffield United. We've not even mentioned that on this show because we're all buzzed from Wednesday night's performance. But I, you know, that we're talking about character coming back from two goals down. I want to talk about Shane Ferguson's character because I mean it's easy to drift, isn't it? You know, you're not being picked, you've got no prospect of being picked, and then you know circumstances produce a start. Well, he was free to leave in the summer. Yeah, so, so that sends a message, and yet he's come back and he's turned in a performance. I think that's a lot of character, and I take my hat off to him. There you go. 
Thank you very much. Your questions answered uh, this evening on the Millwall Fan Show. Uh, talk to us about TV coverage of midweek games. Just four or five hundred Millwall fans uh, sitting in the dark at uh, at the City Ground. Well, first thing to say is well done, four or five hundred Millwall fans for going up to Nottingham on a Wednesday night when it was you know viewable on Sky's red button, yeah. and I, I followed it. On is there commentary on that red button? <coughs> yeah, there is. is I there? actually thought I, I knew it would be a good game when the. Uh, it wasn't orange blobs dancing around well, the screen. Was it HD? Because I watched Sheffield Wednesday on the red button, and that was like looking at um, 1973 be, yeah. television. I will be brutally you know, honest. When four it actually, or five lines. Yeah. <laughs> when it had the camera on the on the flag wavers for about a quarter of an hour, I thought, oh, here we go. It's that same one camera angle again. But it was. I thought it was a marked improvement. Yeah, it was so good coverage. Serious production. Um, yeah. the, yeah. Other than the fact that the commentator kept calling Yuri Skalak Skakak. Other than, other than that, it was quite good. Ah, so the you're, I say, follow. you're saying there's an opportunity for me to get in there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs you. The iFollow um, quality is good. HD, I'm, I'm, you have to pay yeah. antenna for it. Um, but, the, you know, the, the, I think it's Billy Taylor doing the, the commentary on that, and that was good. Mm. So, well done to those that went up yeah, there. Yeah, travelling fans, yeah, well because, done. Because, you know... Um, no trains back, were there, I don't think. I don't know, don't know. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long long way to go on a, on a Wednesday night, I know that much. And, when you know, you can sit at home and watch it for on, on, your, on your TV. So, well done to the four or five hundred. But, yeah, the, 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 the eye follow coverage is pretty good. I found it OK. I watched um, Game at Rotherham on it. I was so disappointed yeah, with the red that, button. I, I thought I I'm going to pay a tenner to watch it. Mm. <laughs> Hang the expense. So, dash it all. <laughs> but you're back at the den this weekend. <clears throat> I'm down there tomorrow, mate. Yeah, you're yep. looking forward yep. to it. You can take any Milky Ways down there. <laughs> That's played me up that Milky Way. I've, no, I've not been quite no. the same man since I necked my Milky Way. <laughs> well, the, well, the way your, your producer stuck his head in had the banties, we're not going to have any of them left, are we? <laughs> oh, it's been stitched up. <laughs> main, thing to, has. main thing tomorrow: the conditions going to be heavy rain, apparently. Um, yeah. So it's going to be a wet day. So um, I think that could suit us. Bring your brothers. Get the ball in the air. Get get Tom Elliott on the end of the get that Millwall yeah. pack mac out. Get 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 behind them. Get into them. When I was I was watching the um, game on the um, iPad at home because my wife was watching TV and um, I let out this huge bellow when we scored the goal and it really frightened. Her. It kind of <laughs> made her jump out of her skin. Well, yeah, I did the same when Bradshaw's went in. I think, but obviously that didn't work out too well. This is a family stage. I must shout say what I shouted. It was it was you know a flock of flock of pigeons took off from a roof opposite. <laughs> So yeah, um, heavy heavy conditions tomorrow. Um, get the ball up and at them. I, I think it's a winnable game, and the mere fact we're talking like this, I think, is testament to what a great performance that was up there. I, I think man, we've got a real opportunity. Villa look, you know, sort of weak. I don't think the players the players won't be happy because obviously you know again they've they've gone and they've backed him you know they they've wanted the manager to yeah. stick around and obviously you know the um the board of of thought else you know something else and 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 they've sacked him and 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 it's a new dawn for them who knows if they'll have a new manager in charge who knows what effect that's going to have the den is not a nice place to go to you know if if you're weak they will eat you. I'm just looking at the table. I mean, expectations. We said it to Tony Morley, a big club, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, Villa are on th- in 13th on 15 points. Well, Brentford are in 6th spot in the ch- in the playoffs on 17. So, I mean, two points. I know there's teams yeah. be- between them. But you're two points off the off the, off the um, the top six. It's, it's, and he got them close to it last season. Yeah. So, how mad is that? It's, yeah. it's, if you look at Leeds, I mean, <clears throat> as much as we don't like to look and talk about Leeds, but they've only lost the one game so far this season. Yeah. They, they were literally, like, the new Leeds of... The best best lead side they've had for years. They're the only ones who lead the uh, lead the division. 
They're what joint joint top on point, and is that only goal difference that separates them in Middlesbrough? Uh, twenty two, yeah, goal difference three, yeah, three goal you know, difference. It's yeah, such yeah. such a tough league. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Brighton and Hove Albion have beaten West Ham United by a goal to nil. A good way to start your weekend. That's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> no one wants to see West Ham get beat. Anyone? I'm so Anyone? Upset. <laughs> There you go. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, done and dusted at the Amex Stadium. We've got a few minutes left. Uh, any other business? Ben Amos better than Jordan Archer? I is mean, he better than? Is he any better? Is I mean, would you pick Jordan over Ben? I mean, I know leaving aside the the personality clash with with Neil Harris, would you, would would is one better than the other? I don't see much in it, to be absolutely honest. I think if everything was all rosy, um, we're not sure obviously what goes on behind closed doors at no one knows. There's a soul exactly that yeah. what goes on behind closed doors. Um, I think I, I think I'd, I'd probably stick with Archer. Not that Amos has done anything wrong. But no. I think that Archer, he's the one I would stick with. And, uh, you know, Amos is getting beaten by shots from distance, which was the great criticism of, of Jordan last season. Um, Jordan made some great saves last season. Um, so has Ben um, Amos this season. I don't see much between them. But I think the difference is, you know, a lot of the long shots that Archer conceded last season, you could put down to him. Not, you know, obviously the defence still weren't closing down enough, but there were plenty that Jordan should have stopped. Whereas a lot of the ones that have beaten Ben Amos arguably aren't his fault but the ones that Jordan's <clears throat> letting this season arguably aren't his fault he, he, he patted it was a QPR he patted away the cross for the mm. goal the, 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 the first goal and it was a poor performance generally but I mean that was that was the, the moment that led to the first goal that led to the, the general kind of collapse um, if that had been Jordan Arsh he would have been rightly flayed alive on, online but Ben Amos has you know is doing the same things but he's being picked ahead of him now we know there's other reasons for that but the most criticism he got so far was for liking Billy Sharp's tweet he liked Billy Sharp's tweet about um, three three points and back up the M1 he liked that and he thought that was a good tweet to like Um, but there we are well he's not the only one liking tweets with uh, Valencia on Instagram is he well apparently he he just saw a picture of himself and liked it that's very egotistical (laughs) though isn't it didn't read the comment have you you seen his uh, his biceps I would be the same if I was him (laughs) 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 chaps let's have some score predictions for you Mm. Uh, for you, for from you. Mill will win. Um, 2 0. 1 0. Tony Cliff's going to come on. Smash it in. Bang. 2 1 win. Elliot and Gregory. I'm going for Bradshaw to score. Bradshaw winner. Bradshaw. No, just a score. Score. Just a score. Bradshaw to score. <laughs> Unknown result. There you go. Come on, you lines. Thank you very much, Shats, for another brilliant Millwall <laughs> fan show. Of course, it's available on demand via lovesportradio.com. I'm back Sunday night from 7. We talk all things Watford, Wimbledon, and non league. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do stay safe this weekend at football. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.